0: Hi, everybody, and welcome to a special episode of Story Forward, a podcast that explores the ever-expanding world of transmedia storytelling, from args and apps to the Wild West of the Web and beyond. I'm Steve Peters, an experienced designer in Los Angeles and co-host of Story Forward. Today, I get a chance to talk to transmedia writer Joe Lister, who writes for the BBC series Sherlock. We'll be talking about the groundbreaking process behind this TV show, which simultaneously spans your television screen, multiple websites, and more. You won't want to miss this. You may also notice that I'm not joined today by the dulcet tones of my co-host, J.C. Hutchins, who couldn't be with me due to some time zone challenges. But don't worry, he'll be back for our next episode. So let's dive right into my interview with Sherlock writer Joe Lister. And warning, there may be spoilers ahead so we're here with joe lidster and he's a television writer best known for his work on the shows torchwood and the sarah jane adventures for the bbc but he's more recently done some pretty awesome transmedia work for the tv show sherlock starring benedict cumberbatch and uh, martin freeman joe welcome to story forward hello thank you for having me yeah thanks for uh thanks for taking the time to talk with us are, are you in, are you in london right now or where are you I
1: am, yes, in London, oh, yes. Oh,
0: awesome. Is it like a snowy morning there? or It is. It's, it's
1: lovely, actually. Oh. Um, I like a bit of snow. It's, well, it's lovely.
0: Well, thanks for taking taking time out of your snowy morning to talk with us. That's <laughs> uh, right. So for those not familiar with Sherlock, which a lot of people here in America, unfortunately, still aren't quite yet, why don't you explain a little bit about uh, not only the series, but about the unique ways that, that you've contributed to it in kind of the transmedia content?
1: It's basically a show by uh, Stephen Moffat, who's the producer of Doctor Who, mm-hmm. and uh, Mark Gatiss, who's a, a big writer and, and actor over here. And they came up with the idea, I think while they were working on Doctor Who, I think while they were on the train, they're big Sherlock Holmes fans, and mm-hmm. uh, they wanted. they came up with the idea of doing a series of Sherlock Holmes stories, but set in the modern day, because I think their, their thoughts were, you know, they're such brilliant stories. Um, but adaptations now, when we when people think of Sherlock Holmes, before this series came on, when people think of Sherlock Holmes, they think of sort of Jack the Ripper and Victorian London and mm. gaslights and horse and carriages and things like that. And that's not really what Sherlock Holmes is about. It's about this amazing, brilliantly sort of complex character who... Um, and his friendship with Doctor Watson, and how and them solving crimes uh, together, and I think they just they wanted to do a modern day version of that, so you could strip away all the the stuff people assume is part of Sherlock Holmes, but um, isn't actually a huge element of it. And by doing that, they could move it, do a modern day version. And so what they do is they take bits from different stories, and so so there's often a the often an episode is loosely based on a particular. Sherlock Holmes story right? Um, right, right. but with element, obviously lots of elements of it changed they bring in bits from other stories and so on and yeah so a couple of years ago was series one which is three episodes and then we did three episodes well just at the beginning of this year mm-hmm. and yeah and hopefully there'll be more <laughs>
0: and i got to tell you from from the very beginning of episode 1 season 1 uh it's brilliant i mean i knew uh this was going to be something really 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 excellent uh
1: yeah i mean i think it's i think it's an an amazing program it's so, on every level it's one of those programs that I think Stephen and Mark have just created something quite special. Really, yeah. um, it's, it gets people talking. It's not—it's a proper sort of—is wa- it water cooler TV? They call it. It's proper water cooler TV over here. Everybody talks about it. Um, it's so well directed. Um, they've got an amazing director and a couple of directors, uh, and Benedict, as Sherlock Holmes, and Martin, as John, are, oh. are amazing. They're yeah. Just fantastic,
0: yeah, and it seems to have a very broad appeal. I know you know people mm-hmm. from i mean from my age down to my daughter, who's a teenager, she loves the show, and it's amazing to think uh, here in the states, not a lot of people are aware of the show as much yet, but it's yeah. it's really building here so the interesting thing with the show is it's got additional pieces that are are told kind of off the screen now that's that's is, that's kind of the big part that you've taken part in correct.
1: That's right, yeah. Um, uh, they started that. For, we'd started that on Series 1. Mm-hmm. Um, we did it for Series 1, and then we did more of it, I suppose, for Series 2, and it seems to have got a lot more attention for, for the Series 2 stuff. I mean, basically, it boils down to is, um, the Sherlock Holmes original stories, most of them are told uh, from the point of view of John, mm-hmm. from writing a diary. So he writes his memoirs or his diary about a particular case. So it's very much I woke up and, you know, I went to visit Sherlock and then someone came. So I think when Stephen and Mark came up with a way to update that aspect of it, they came up with the idea of John writing a blog. So it actually became, it seemed quite straightforward thing to do really, is then, well, actually, let's have that blog. Let's have that blog on the internet so people can go and read uh, John's blog and then we've done other stuff as well because Sherlock Holmes has a website um, and then for series one we did a couple of extra websites as well mm-hmm. um, but for series two we sort of pared it back a bit and concentrated mainly on on John's blog and um, partly because it was just so much more to add to it this year.
0: Right, well so, so it was the idea to have John uh, have a blog was there from the very inception is that right? Yes,
1: yeah that's in the TV show um, yeah. you know I think and then I can't quite remember, you know, I presume it was somebody high up somewhere said, you know, let's have some, some programmers work well with extra internet content mm-hmm. um, and others don't. And um, I sort of knew, I know Stephen and I'd met Sue of uh, uh, Virtues, the other producer, um, a few times and I'd done a lot of internet spin-off stuff for Doctor Who and a bit for Torchwood Um, so I'd been working on the Doctor Who websites for quite a while um, creating a fictional world and so they sort of said to me well they knew I loved Sherlock Holmes, they knew I loved the the idea of the series And, and so yes they came to me and said you know we'd like John's blog and we'd like sherlock's website and then we sort of expanded it from there really
0: it sounds like it this was sort of baked in from the beginning and not just kind of an a typical add-on like a, a marketing it wasn't so much marketing, yeah, oh, no, very, almost no, a story um,
1: yeah no very much so i think it was sue stephen and mark I mean, basically, they we, we'd have meetings to discuss it, which I don't think I'd ever had on other spin off websites. Stuff right. I'd done, where I'd have meetings with the producers um, to discuss it from, from really quite early on. I got early drafts of scripts and everything and works from those. Um, I mean, especially this year, I had to do a lot of the work early because the blogs that I wrote that you see on John's website actually also then appear. In the episode, as right. John's writing them, so I had to write those very early because obviously Martin Freeman had to look like he was typing those particular words, so we'd make sure it all matched up. The idea always is, obviously, the TV show must always converse and must always stand alone. Mm-hmm. But certainly on Sherlock, it's it's very much seen as part of the it's, it's the brand. It's a horrible word, but it is <laughs> you know it's, it's something that's discussed from very early on. Uh, we have lots of meetings about it. It isn't something where. You know, I get given the three episodes and go, quick, write some blogs. Right. Um,
0: the thing that struck me watching it was kind of the two-way references. You know, the obviously the blog and the online content referencing stuff that happened on the TV screen. Um, hmm. But what was unique was how vice versa, you'd be watching an episode and they would refer to something that Watson had written in his blog last episode. You'd go and you'd look and it was really there to me. That was a, a huge step. Uh, well, I, in a transmedia like story.
1: I mean, I just think it's um, for me, the big thing was you should always reward the people who, who do look at the spin off websites. Right. You, you know, you need to get a reward from it. You need to get, even if it is a tiny little buzz from going, Oh, Sherlocks just mentioned the aluminium crutch which I read about on the blog last week so even if you get that tiny little buzz I always think it's it's an extra that I always think is worth pushing for um, I mean it's obviously it's it's hard to push for because everybody instantly gets wary of giving things away or or whatever but um I always think it's something worth yeah worth going oh. for
0: I know here in the states it's always disappointing when you see extra content on a show like a, a phone number is referenced or a website is referenced and you go there wanting more story content and it pushes you to I don't know the the network website or some promotional thing yeah. or something like that. So you're giving you know, it's like in the in the movie Christmas Story, you know, when Ralphie uh uses the decoder ring and he gets, you know, a crummy commercial when he wanted <laughs> the stuff, you know, he wanted yeah. more story. Yeah,
1: yeah no. And the, and the thing that we were all very keen on was um that they're done as real. I mean, obviously mm-hmm. on these websites you have to have a disclaimer somewhere so people don't think
0: right, it is right.
1: so you know, a total new person going to the website might, you know, can click on a thing somewhere that will say, No, that this isn't real. But on, on the blog itself and on the website, um, very keen that it's all done in universe. It's all done as real. Mm-hmm. Um, that there's no sort of giveaways that this isn't part of that universe.
0: From what I saw, they were looked very, very subtle. I mean, they're
1: very subtle. I think yeah. there's um, a tiny sort of thing at the bottom of the page. That, I mean, you have to be careful because of, especially as it's the BBC, they have to be seen to be truthful. So there is a disclaimer. It's at basically at the bottom of the page. I think it says more information or something like that, and that mm-hmm. takes you to a to a page that basically says this is part of the Sherlock universe. Um, so, here are the other websites.
0: So how many websites? Are there total? Were there new websites for season two? Or
1: there weren't no for series one. We did um, uh, Sherlock's Science of Deduction, John Watson's blog, uh, and then Connie Prince, the TV star in episode three, had a website, oh, right. and Molly Hooper's online sort of again, her blog. Uh, I think that was it. I think there was just the four, and then. This year there was just Sherlock's and John's and we didn't update Sherlock's too much either because I think we just felt it would be a more rewarding experience to everyone if the main... Concentration. the main thing you went to was John's blog. Mm-hmm. You know, you went to one website and that was where you kind of got everything. It was fun doing sort of stuff across the different websites. Um, but with John's blog being, I mean, again, being part of being much more important in series two on the TV. Um, I mean, it's sort right. of John's blog in many ways drives the ongoing storyline in series two because it's series two without giving any spoilers for anyone who hasn't seen it. Is about Sherlock becoming a bit of a celebrity, and that happens because of John's blog. And it's explicit in the episodes. Very few people actually go and look at Sherlock's website. Everybody goes and looks at John's. So it was very key, very important this year that we really concentrated on John's blog. And and I mean, I think actually I did, you know, considering we concentrated on the one website as opposed to all four. um, There's actually a lot more content this year. You do get a lot more. Which has been great, you know. It's yeah. been
0: re- the unique thing, too, is one thing, another thing that's very different there than it is, for instance, here, is that, you know, your series, they're limited runs. You know, last last year it was just three episodes, and I don't know what it's going to end up being this this time. But I think that kind of limited run probably makes Oops. it a little easier to do stuff in synchronization with what's going on with, with the air dates of the show.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think so. And I think it just makes it easier generally. I think to create a show of such quality, um, you know, especially in these days when budgets are being cut and so on, um, to create a show of such amazing quality, you couldn't do a huge amount more. And they're very long episodes as well. I mean, they are sort of movie-length episodes. So that also means we can concentrate on the websites more. So this year, for example, so last year we had um, a, a game where someone had sent in Sherlock a, a quiz and each week you had to work out each three weeks you were the reader of Sherlock's and John's websites, you, you got a thing of where you worked out a secret code and if you were told out a secret code you got a little message this year I was keen that we did more because I said you know you you know I'm, I'm actually for someone who writes all this stuff I'm not hugely <laughs> internet you know, technical, um not very right. sciencey or anything like that, which <laughs> makes sometimes writing Sherlock's website quite difficult because I just to say, I don't know what that is. Um it's those be Sherlock
0: codes, Holmes those, to write those
1: up Yeah, those codes <laughs> we did last year, I still don't really understand. I just had to them. It's like right, that makes sense. Well as
0: long as he uh, does, right? So
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, but this year I sort of was like especially as we were concentrating more on John's blog, and we still updated Sherlock's a bit. And we sort of closed down Molly's. It made sense for her not to write a diary anymore. Right. Uh, and The Connie Prince was just a one-off, um, basically because I really enjoyed writing it, because it was right. fun. And because you concentrate more on John's, I sort of said, actually, I, I think there should be something more explicit as a as a sort of a reward for coming and looking at this website and for reading it. You should get something out of it. So this year, we had videos on it. Um, so each week after the episode, there was a a two-minute video related to either the blog or the events of the series or something Mm -hmm. um that it really rewarded the viewer because you you got little hints of what was to come and there was a little sort of arc amongst the three videos again that's something you couldn't do if there was 21 26 episodes Mm -hmm. or whatever you you that just wouldn't
0: that couldn't happen (laughs) well that even pushes the kind of the transmedia even in this it even farther let's talk a little bit about about process because now if you're shooting videos then for this content, I mean, that had to be, you know, in the production schedule right along with everything else and stuff. Were there any kind of unique challenges or unexpected issues that you ran into doing? The the, the big
1: issue is um, is for me, because I am a writer, I... And I, lo- I love doing these, these you know, the websites and stuff. But for me, what's important is it's telling a story. Right. To so me, it, it can't just be a bit of nonsense. It can't just be. I mean, the, the, the slight problem with John's blog is each time I have to write a blog post about what happened in an episode you've just seen, and that's sort of the one aspect of it I don't find particularly interesting because you sort of go, well, the episode is perfect. There's not much. I can't add anything to it. So for me. Um, What's interesting is doing all the other stuff and find you know writing his other blog posts and writing the comments and doing ongoing storylines tiny little way, in tiny little ways, but trying to do ongoing storylines between the various characters who comment on John's pl- um, on John's post. Mm-hmm. And it was the same with when we first talked about doing the videos. Part of me said, you know I, one idea I suggested was that um, from a, from a writing point of view, I'd be more interested in creating a new character than in using characters from the series um also from a production point of view because i said you know you'd talk both benedict and martin especially are um are huge now they are film stars um as well as tv stars they are you know they are very much in demand right. and i know how you know <clears throat> the best they plans are mice and men and all that lot you know <laughs> we would talk about oh oh will you know we'll have a, a a 2 minute video of the two of them in their flat after every episode i know for well that you know that would be the first thing to go from production schedule. I mean, we had lots of problems this year with um, even things like the riots, the London riots last oh, year. Oh, right, right. Yeah, last year stopped some filming. So that so it was very important that I knew from the beginning it was going to be very important that if I wanted to not fall into a trap of having to do something very quickly and rushed, that it needed to be something that was actually viable to do. And also, yeah, like I said, I thought it was slightly more interesting to, to not have... I don't know John doing a video and or Sherlock doing a video and also not they that wouldn't be particularly in character for them. I mean, we did talk briefly about how we could have uh, Molly or LeStrade doing a video and and I just said you know it would be good, it'd be great fun and they're both brilliant actors. I'd love to write for, but why would they do a video and why would John be on be posting it on his blog? Right. Um, the, the challenge with
0: to, this content is there has to... Yeah. Not, and an omnipotent camera, I mean, you're wanting to make it living like it's exactly. in the real world. So.
1: It's got to feel real. And mm-hmm. so what I suggested for the three videos um, for this year... I like to say I came up with the the, the the story, general story arc or whatever of them straight away. But actually, it was more as I was coming up with the ideas, um, which they changed a lot. They developed a lot. Mm-hmm. Would be, though, that the first one is... Sherlock, a big fan of Sherlock Holmes. So he's done it like a YouTube video, um, raving about Sherlock. So again, it's, it's, you can watch the TV series and not know about this video, but in, in it, he says, so that's who Sherlock Holmes is. He's, he's my hero and stuff. The second video is, um, a certain individual from the series walking around Sherlock's flat because he's broken in And in it, he says, we're going to find out who the real Sherlock Holmes is. And then the final video is two BBC news, uh, BBC breakfast presenters and doing a report on what happens in the episode. I'm trying not to give too many spoilers in case people haven't seen it. And they talk about, we we never knew who Sherlock is, was, sorry, we never knew who Sherlock was uh, because of what happens in episode three. So it was keen, I was very keen that it had a point to it, you know, that there was a... A slight arc or you know or something that if you watch those two videos you've got extra content you got something that wasn't just a comedy skit or a mm-hmm. rehashing what was in the episode it sort of expands on what's in the episode it's, it's from that first video you are being shown that yes Sherlock is becoming a celebrity you know he has fans on the internet which of course he then does in 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 the real real world, so it all yeah. starts to become slightly crossover. You know, something well, going. Especially up- now with
0: this uh, this uh, I believe is it I believe in Sherlock stuff going on. Have you seen all that oh, stuff?
1: Yeah, you know, someone sent me some some of that. Uh, yeah, uh, I thought it was brilliant. Yeah, someone twi- uh, tweeted it oh. to and I thought it looked amazing.
0: Yeah, it's pretty amazing. People are just, <laughs> just kind of and I must say for the our American audience especially cuz these episodes haven't air, aired here yet, right? I think they're airing in the in April or May something. Something like that. You definitely don't want to go on the website or something like that because it'll no. definitely be spoiling this this second season.
1: Definitely. Yeah, no you need to um yeah, you don't want any spoilers because there's such amazing stuff, yeah. and not just the big stuff that happens in you know in in the series, which is huge. But there's just amazing stuff all the way through it, and it is one of those things you just don't want any spoilers. You want to enjoy it, and yes, unfortunately, you will have to not look at the websites until the end of episode three.
0: <laughs> Can you talk just a little bit about how writing for this extra kind of transmedia content is? different than writing like just a, a teleplay a screenplay something like that i mean
1: no it's it's not hugely different in that respect of i mean i've written i've been very lucky i've been able to write i've written audio books mm. audio plays radio plays tv scripts um uh you know i'm trying at the moment to write a theater play uh you know short stories and novella and and obviously there are the obvious differences between them so you know the same with the web sizes obviously, unless it's one of the videos, it's not written as a script. So that for therefore, it is different from from writing a a TV script. But the actual thinking behind it isn't so different. You know, the important thing for me is to get the characters right, and to get the story right. And so there isn't quite so much story, obviously, on the websites, because I tend to be either novelizing what happens in the episode, or creating new blog posts. But again, that was that's, that's very difficult, actually, because you, you don't want a blog post to be too long.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but when Stephen, you know, has someone on the TV episode saying, oh, I loved your post about the aluminium crutch, <laughs> I've got to go with that and try and work out a story from it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I, you know, I have to sort of try and do, try and get even in the same ballpark as the brilliance that you see on screen. I have to try and do in a tiny little blog post um, where I have to create brand new stories, um, and there was a lot of that this year, where there was a lot of the speckled blonde and things like that, which I then had to, sort of from what you see on screen, come up with a whole story, ideally based on on if it's based on a Sherlock, an existing Sherlock Holmes story, and make it modern day and so on, and and that that was actually that's the hardest bit, but also in many ways the most rewarding bit because you get I'm getting to tell little little short stories, um, but the actual. I suppose writing, you know, it's still it, it's the same because you're so, I mean, the important thing is to get the characters right. Any, you know, as with writing, you know, an episode of Tortured or the Sarah Jane Adventures, where you have a script editor and you have the producer and the executive producer and the show's head writer and so on. So you have a lot of people giving inputs and so on. It is the same on the Sherlock websites. You know, we'd have phone meetings with my, um, my boss you know, sort of the the, produ- the website producer at BBC Wales, mm-hmm. BBC Online, and the, Sue Virtue would be involved in every phone call, and you know, people quite high up in BBC drama would be involved in in conference calls and stuff because, again, it was it's seen as important. It's seen it's very important that these things are good, that they're yeah. good quality, and that they are in character, that they they match what's in the show. Um, so occasionally. You know, I would have a little comment of, I don't think Sherlock would use that word, or, or yes, the best one was when I misspelt aeroplane because <laughs> I never bothered to check it up, and someone said, and I got a, quite a, a funny email, I think from it was either from Stephen Moffat or Mark Gatiss saying, "Yeah, Sherlock would know how to spell the word aeroplane, Joe, um, even if you don't." So uh, yeah, so I mean that's the thing. I mean it is in 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 the same as as writing a TV script, you are working with some of the best people in television who are script editing you know story editing and so on so yeah it's it's great it's a really sort of it's a satisfying satisfying job to do um yeah
0: that and just that you know there would be so much care uh to me it's really encouraging you know from people even high up you know uh just to make sure that this content is the quality that that it should be and and Really feels like it's coming out of the same universe as as what's going on on the screen. I mean, that to me is is pretty amazing. I
1: think everybody's aware now. We're in a world. I mean, when I did the Doctor Who websites, I mean, there certainly was, although there was a lot of care about them, and and you know, th- every every word I wrote for those was approved by Russell T. Davis. You know, so that was mm-hmm. still done as that. You know, the BBC has a has a license and and things like that. So it's got to make sure that these things are real right. uh, or are good quality. But even when I did Doctor Who things, I mean, remember one year we had a MySpace blog for Martha Jones, um, which tells you how long ago that was, (laughs) when when that was seen as a big thing. But you know, even then, the world was um, a slightly you know different place. Whereas now we're in a world where so many people are on Twitter, so many people are on Facebook. You know, my mum's on Facebook. You know, there's sort of this internet thing. You know, and me as someone who isn't very technical, isn't. You know, doesn't actually spend a huge amount of time on the internet or whatever, but I I love Twitter and Facebook. Um we're on you know, we're, we're in a world where it's not the science geeks world right. anymore. You know, it, it's for everyone. And yeah. you do look at When our
0: moms on. are on Facebook, you know that yeah, there's exactly. an audience there.
1: You know, um you know, it's it's quite a thing. And I think, you know, I mean I certainly recommended to I think Steve and Sue and Mark to go on Twitter. I said, if you join Twitter we can you can advertise the show. People are, people love that. They want to see people talking. Um, they want little hints and so on. And I, I mean, I still think the important thing for me is, is that someone like my nan, who, you know, doesn't have the internet, doesn't have a computer, uh, likes good television. She should be able to watch, say in Sherlock's case, those three episodes and get the complete story. They should, they should be completely standalone. I don't think right. they should ever become dependent on, on the internet stuff, but for, someone who's you know a a regular joe's on twitter they can follow Stephen, they can follow sue they can follow mark and they get little hints and they follow the director who says oh we finished it." and there's that extra sense of building up you know that it's getting closer we're getting closer to it people get more excited about it and then when you have the spin-off websites it's again it's people are going oh go and look at this you know and and it just makes the whole thing a, a much bigger experience i mean i'm a huge fan of the show um being human, which I think you have the American version of, don't me you? Too. Um I haven't seen the American version. But the British version, again, they're very good at the internet stuff. They, you know, I follow all the people on Twitter mm-hmm. and I do, you know, and you get a little, oh, there's a new video being released and they just do, you know, little fun little things, but it just means that I think it starts tonight. I'm really excited about it because it's it's helped build it up for me. Um, so no, I think it's it's a it's a great thing.
0: Let's be clear on on the content for Sherlock. Uh, it probably didn't leave room to you couldn't really interact with, like, people couldn't leave comments and you wouldn't give responses back, you know. A like, on the no,
1: blog. I mean, it's something we talked about. Mm-hmm. It was something, um, I mean, the, the problem is it's it's very difficult sometimes to keep these things real. You'd be worried about people commenting on it and you know, not making real comments, you know, and 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 things like that. And well, it becomes fourth
0: wall because, issues, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs>
1: It's exactly, and you you kind of don't want that. Um, I mean, I don't think people would. I think actually, the majority of fans would relish the point, you know, the chance to be part of it and so on. But actually, I mean, for me, I think a lot of people did that on Twitter. I think, although you know, obviously they didn't talk about it as if it was real. But you saw people tweeting at each other. Oh, go and look at John's blog. Oh, look, there's a new video. And oh, someone's hacked into John's blog. And you saw it last year where people were discussing the sort of the codes the secret codes that they had to work out and you saw people Mm -hmm. discussing it so i don't think it's already there i'm not i you know i mean if there are more more web you know more internet stuff in the future if there is more internet stuff in the future and i'm involved perhaps it will happen you know perhaps it will happen it was certainly something that was discussed this year it's just it's a lot of extra a lot of extra work
0: sure sure now if if people want to see more about Sherlock and all this cool content where now where can they go on online keeping in mind that if they haven't seen the episodes they'll be spoiled I mean where's the best place for them to go
1: bbc.co.uk forward slash Sherlock oh okay um that gives you a nice overview of the series without giving you any spoilers
0: are they they geolocked I mean that might be a good way to keep us poor Americans from spoiling ourselves Oh, (laughs) oh I don't know they should look sure. into that, you know, because Yeah, that's no, it's, it's something
1: worth suggesting actually, especially if it is, you know, gonna be shown over there. It's it is something worth suggesting.
0: Well, Joe, thanks so much for spending some time with us. Oh, brilliant. Well, thank you, Steve. Thanks. All right. Well take care. Thanks for listening to the Story Forward Podcast. If you like what you've heard, be sure to tell a friend about us. Got some feedback, a story tip, or a suggestion for a show topic? Give us a shout at info at storyforwardpodcast.com or via Twitter at Storyforward. Learn more about your hosts, Steve Peters and JC Hutchins, and the show at storyforwardpodcast.com.